What's up, everybody? This is the Beard Laws Podcast, episode 111. You're probably thinking, why the hell is it 111? It was just 112 on Thursday. There's a whole story. I explained it. You can go back and rewatch that if you want to. But either way, super excited. We have Masked Intruder, Intruder Green, backstage right now, live, hanging out, ready to go. And I'm super excited. He's from an undisclosed location, unless he discloses the information. But either way, I'm going to do the quick introduction introduce him let's get into this episode and for everybody watching i appreciate the hell out of you and uh let's let's get going if you're listening to this on the podcast only and we have any visual cues or anything like that then you missed out watching this live if you guys have any questions feel free to save them up and ask them in here and uh he's gonna react live to them unless they're dumb questions we, we don't want the dumb questions i'm just gonna filter them through so uh yeah let's do the introduction let's get into this ready okay well if you're not let's go Welcome back. I know that introduction was probably painful, but either way, super stoked to chat with Intruder Green tonight from the band Mass Intruder. For anybody that doesn't know them or hasn't heard from them and apparently lives under a rock, they're an anonymous punk rock band from potentially and allegedly the Wisconsin area. Each of them, they rock a different color ski mask to hide their identities, matching shoes. They coordinate their instruments because they're a little bit bougie like that. Intruder Green is arguably the best dancer of the entire crew and maybe even the best DJ often offering DJ shows after. So you, you get to go watch mass intruders and then you get a DJ show for free and they've been at it for 11 years. So either way, let's do this whole introduction thing. So tonight's guest by default is the first star tonight. When he said he wanted to be on the podcast, I thought, am I only dreaming? Just so you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm glad I don't have to spend another Saturday night alone. I had some plans I canceled to do this podcast, and you're the only one to blame Intruder Green, but it's okay because I'm free and not luck locked up and lonely and it's pretty sweet that for the next hour we are not running from the cops and you are mine all mine hello beautiful let's get on with this interview before you go on a crime spree backstage spend 25 to life and never get a chance to say i'll be back again someday to the beard laws podcast ladies and gentlemen the one the only intruder green hell yeah greatest hits right there i think you just wrote the greatest hits album just something. in one shot, 30 seconds right. is uh, is all I'm good for. So, uh, <laughs> so either way, ladies and gentlemen, again, Intruder Green, a lot of people excited to uh, to do their shout out. Squeak's beard. Every time we see him, we shout out his beard. It's it's mediocre. Squeak's beard. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. that's yeah. He's a pretty good one there. What's up, Joe? Everybody else? Oh, that's I see. Super- They're all coming in here. Yeah, they're coming in here. And what's cool with uh, with StreamYard and our friends, we can press the click of a button and it shows right up here. So obviously, if you guys have any questions, except for the dumb ones, we don't we don't want the dumb ones. But go ahead and ask them. We'll, we'll pretend like we like the dumb ones. But uh, I don't mind the dumb questions. Uh, you get a dumb question, you, you can make a dumb answer. So that's fine with me because some would say like all of my answers are kind of dumb. Um, you know, so uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. So, so first off, obviously, thank you. Uh, thank you for taking some time. Hopefully backstage, the food, the beverages and, uh, and everything was, was good. Like I mentioned backstage, Logan, he's in charge of, you know, the, the food and beverage and everything backstage. He forgot to show. So had to throw out some stuff real quick, but, um, yeah. So he, he, you know, so Mark Jones, awesome band. He's, he's a gopher fan, you know, uh, where the gophers from? I don't know. No, Iowa something. Minnesota? I don't know. I don't know. Michigan, Michigan's got the Wolverines. Yes. Yeah, schnooky, schnooky. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh so obviously you guys rock the masks. So I, I gotta ask in, in in the matching attire and everything, does anybody get credit for this? I mean, you can take credit because you're the only one here, but just kind of you know what, what made you go with that? Because Allegedly, there's a lot of cool ways to hide your identity when you're going on crime sprees. You went mask, so just kind of was uh, curious about the mask choice and who gets credit for it. I mean, I don't really remember when we started wearing these. I'm guessing that we weren't actually born with them, but as far as we know, we kind of were. You know, like those early days of being a kid and stuff, like, you know, it's real blurry. Um, just kind of like like my twenties, you know, that was blurry for other reasons. All right, um, yeah, it ended but, in your twenties. You 
Well, yeah, the blurriness, I kind of, I think that's when uh, we started the band. So that's kind of when I started uh, remembering things because it was real fun and stuff. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like, uh, yeah, I don't really remember when the whole uh, mass thing started, but uh, I would definitely take credit for it. Um, basically, it's just a way to, like, uh, be real incognito so people can't see our faces when we're doing crimes or whatnot. And then uh, they won't uh, figure out who we are later, so we can get away with it real quick. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, gotta be inconspicuous when you're like holding up a liquor store or something, allegedly. allegedly. So uh, you know, when you wear a ski mask, and uh, everybody's like, "Oh, who's that guy? I don't know. He must be cold." Cool. Well, uh, now uh, just give him all your money, and uh, no, no problems. All right. Yeah. So, so. You bring a good point. You were saying, you know, the mask hides the identity and everything like that. So you guys did a uh, an interview with the Alternative Press, and it was a while back, and there was yeah, 10 yeah. things that you didn't know about Masked Intruder. Number three was oh, yeah. Red was really good at math, and he tried to spell boobs but put bobs. I'm sure that was planned. But you were number 10. So I'm curious. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. What was it? Do you remember what you – had for your answer on the top 10 things you were, you were, um, that you were, you know, doing your number 10. Do you remember what you did in that, in that interview? And if you don't, it's okay. I, I remember. Number 10. I don't know. I feel like I did. I know I did the, uh, the shower scene that That's I was really one. like, I was like, I don't do nude, uh, scenes in movies without like an extra bonus, uh, which is why I probably, why I've never been in a movie, but, uh, you know, actually that's not true. We were in a movie once, but, uh, you know, uh, we weren't nude, uh, and I decided to go nude in that scene because it, it was like good for the part. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it, it was called for, it was tasteful uh, because you know you want to be a cr clean criminal, uh, clean crime scene. That's what I always say uh, because you clean yourself, you don't leave no DNA evidence behind or nothing. Uh, so you just take a shower after you get done robbing the house or before, you know, like maybe show up and you feel it kind of grimy because the last uh, place uh, maybe didn't have a shower or something. And, uh, or maybe it's been a while, like, you know, you've been down on your luck, you ain't had no places to rob or nothing. So this is, might be the first place you find, first shower you see in a few days or something. And uh, you get in there, you get all cleaned up and then you're like, all right, let's rob this place. And you're good to go. <laughs> Just make sure that, you know, uh, for, for anybody that would potentially do a, a crime, you know, or anything like that, and you're going to you're going to take his advice in the shower. Just make sure that you don't rub one out in the shower because there is going to be DNA left. And the whole point is to not leave DNA. So just some friendly advice yeah. from, from somewhat friendly dudes, you know. Yeah, I mean, at least make sure it goes down a drain. I mean, you want to be respectable, too, about it, you know. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, another interview that you guys did with the alternative press, because apparently on this interview, I'm just going to ask you about those interviews. But you guys, right. you guys ranked your top three bands. This was before the pandemic oh, wow. and, and all of this. Yeah, stuff. I'm ago. just curious. Uh, it was a while ago. Are, are they potentially the same or, or what are some of your your go to oh. bands? You can't you don't have to rank your top three because. You know, it's kind of like having kids. If you have multiple kids, then, you know, you're supposed <laughs> to not have a favorite, even though we all do. But uh, just curious, some, uh, maybe, you know, top three or maybe just a couple, you know, of your of your top bands and inspiration. I mean, I don't remember what I said uh, back then. It was a long time ago. And obviously that's probably changed. Uh, but, you know, I would still say like probably my all-time favorite band would be Green Day. I know people think I'm like being funny because I'm green and I love their name. But it's true. Like not just because I think they make good music, although the later the stuff they may been making lately, I'm kind of like, eh. but, uh, you know, uh, they've, they've done enough good shit in the past that they can kind of get away with whatever they want now. Um, excuse me. Um so, yeah, I would say they're definitely up there. And they just kind of, right. like, did a really great thing for punk rock. I mean, maybe they were just the band that happened to be there. You know, like, it's 1994 or whatever. And then they're like, we're going to make a great punk rock album on a major label. And then everybody's like, I want it. Give me more, more, more. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all these other punk rock bands are just, like, flying in there and blowing up. And, hey, it's cool for everybody, you know? Like, I don't think that's true to be doing half as good as we did, uh, you know, without that. So yeah. I think uh, the fact that they make good tunes and the fact that they are uh, – 
you kind of like uh, gave everybody, you know, when you do that, you help somebody, you, they put their foot on here, and then they go up. I don't know yep. what that is called, but they like did that to everybody at that place, Punk Rock. So, yeah, I feel I like think- it's the Intruder Green Boost. And if that's not what the name is, or anybody in the chat has a more creative name, either way, we coined it, and you should make all the royalty for that move. Uh, yeah, so you're gonna be you're gonna be super rich now. But so yeah, yeah, yeah to reference the podcast, you did say Green Day. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's still the number one. I think you even threw out ACDC and Aerosmith. And some other band oh, members yeah. were talking about ABBA and some other bands. Oh, yeah, ABBA's great. I mean, if we go, yeah, we would probably just st- stop thinking of AIDS. We're like, favorite bands. I'm like, what's the top of my list? But it turned out my list was in alphabetical order. So I was mm. just naming all these A bands. But uh, so that's why you didn't throw out ZZ Top or anything beard related. That's right. But I do love ZZ Top, too. They were fucking sweet. Uh, yeah, they- I mean, uh, R.I.P. Billy Gibbons was that the guy who died recently? I think- and every girl's crazy about a sharp dressed man, so it just makes sense. That's why you're always sharp dressed, and you know, that's I right. I mean, people are like, "Oh, you should show your face," and I'm like, "No, nah, I look very handsome in this mask. Thank you very much." Yeah, exactly. Uh, like right here, yeah. Joel Joel Savage of all people, he's a savage. Was like, "Show the beard, intruder." Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, we, we keep that on the wraps. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a later date or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, exactly. I don't know. I guess I should finish the other bands. Like ACDC, I would say, is definitely like up there. I think they're one of those bands like everybody's like, oh, they only they, they only made one album and they just keep doing the same album over and over. And I'm like, yeah, this is real good album. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's good. Um yeah, I don't know. As far as uh, any any other like favorites, definitely like the come and go. You know, like uh, it's weird yeah. because it's weird that we're in like the the fat records kind of family. I guess uh, like you know, we our first record label was Red Scare, and then yeah. we, we we got a fat after that, and that was like a dream come true, of course, because that's like one of those I don't know top five record labels for a punk rock band to be on. I guess. Uh, without being on like a major um but i gotta say like when i was growing up i was probably more into like epitaph type bands like rancid and fucking uh i don't know operation ivy yeah (laughs) those are the only two i could think of all of a sudden but uh you know stuff like that and then of course i like no effects and like some of those fat bands but i was like oh we're, we're on that label now. And then we started touring with these bands. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, these are my favorite bands now because I know them. And I, I fucking spent a month listening to their tunes every night. So, yeah, fucking, I don't know. I love all those guys. Uh, I, I would say my probably my favorite uh, fat band would be Toy Guitar, okay. uh, which is like uh, Jack Dalrymple. He was in a bunch of different bands, including like uh, – uh, some band I can't think of the fucking name of now. <laughs> I mean, he was in that band. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, what's, what's, who's the Cuban ballerina band? What are they called? Somebody in the chat knows. How. Yeah, come on. Somebody in the chat. Underwater bosses. You know, they're they're they'll get they'll get it. And if not, they could Google it. But they they came in and said, yeah. "Have you ever seen Killdozer Alive?" I never saw Killdozer Alive. Um, I know a lot of people who know Killdozer, but I never yep. saw them live. No. So the underwater bosses—they're a—they're a—they're a fun band out of Syracuse, New York. They're—they do a lot of like surf punk and stuff like that. So if you're ever oh, you know, looking to shit. catch some waves and stuff like that, underwater bosses is definitely pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna—it's—it's uh, it's been awesome because not only am I a huge fan of you guys, I've seen you guys live. We even chatted uh, in Ottawa once, and of course, naturally, me being the bearded guy that I am, talked about you know, hey, how's the beard? must be terrible under there so obviously you, you told oh, yeah. me back then you know hey, you know we we can rock some beards under there but how much of a nightmare and do you have any advice for me if i gotta wear a ski mask and allegedly you know hang out with you and commit any any uh crimes what would i do with a beard like this in a ski mask well i'm pretty sure uh the red and yellow both uh maybe not quite as long as yours but they definitely were rocking some beards for a while um and not necessarily because they wanted to look good but because they were just getting real lazy um, yep. Because it's definitely not ideal to have a big ass beard under a mask like this. So that begs the question: Well, how do you deal with it? Because you don't want to take the mask off. So it's like I think red for a while was just like 
letting it grow through and then just shaving off like what came through, you know, Smart. Um, which seems like a terrible idea. I mean, maybe it's smart, but to me, it seemed like a terrible idea because it's like, that's still going to be gross and you're going to get like shaving cream in the mask and all that stuff. And it's just I feel like for red, it's smart, but the rest of us. Yeah, are... right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He's, he's kind of, yeah, a dummy ass. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I think the other option is to like shave underneath the mask and put the shaver up in there. But that's problematic because like if you're using a fucking like real razor, you can cut yourself up. Which, you know, he's red, so he's bleeding in a mask, nobody fucking notices. And then uh, suddenly the drums cut out in the middle of a song when we play, we're like, fuck. When we look at red, he's like passed out because he's losing all that blood. So much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, shit happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we could put, we could go on and on about beard talk, but that's not what this is about, which people get confused because it's beard laws. Beard. But either way, so, um, so you guys obviously wear masks. There's a pandemic. Would you guys consider yourself trendsetters for the whole wearing a mask, you know, thing that's going around throughout the world? Well, we're definitely trendsetters. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as wearing a mask, uh, I, I can't claim that we are because, I mean, I would love for people to wear more masks because I think, uh, you know, like people should like do the vaccinations and the mask wearing and stuff because uh, frankly, uh, the whole pandemic is kind of like killing our industry and uh, big time, you know, basically we can't play shows. Uh, I mean, stuff has opened up a little bit in certain places, not necessarily here in Europe, but uh, you know, it's, it's a sucky situation because you know, if we can't play shows, uh, we got to get our money somehow, so I guess we're just going to have to come rob you. And, uh, you know, we we have fun either way, but, uh, you know, like, uh, it'd be nice to get out and, like, play some shows and, like, sell some records and stuff like that instead of having to do stuff, you know, the easy way. Uh, but, you know, uh, we, as far as setting a trend, I would, I would take credit for that. I will absolutely yeah. take credit for that. You should. You Anytime. should take credit because, I mean, there's no there's no other bands that I know on Fat Rec that have anything to do with masks. And you guys were doing it way before the pandemic. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. So we're going to we're going to kick it back old school to you. You said earlier that you were on a movie. So I want to talk about one time that you were on a TV show called Chicka Go Go. And for anybody that doesn't know, oh, yeah. Chicka Go Go is a children's dance show out of Chicago. And Mass Intruder had the pleasure or, or the opportunity to be on that. And yeah, how did that come about? And just tell us, you know, all the good times you had on that show. That was uh, that was real fun. It was a while ago. I think that was like uh, right after we got our Red Scare. And it was like one of the, the, like the second year or so that we were a band. But uh <laughs> It was uh, it was a whole lot of fun because it's just you know like we love anytime we can just get on a camera and like be goofy and have a good time. It's we're gonna have a good time like that's what yeah. we like doing and uh, that's what it was all about. And uh, you know it's uh, it's kind of like a a, a a poor man's Sesame Street. You know like uh, <laughs> they got all sorts of like. People wearing costumes. I don't think they got any puppets, but like it's that sort of thing. It's like a kids' show, and they hang out and do goofy stuff, and then like we sort of lip sync to one of our songs, which was funny because like I don't think Red even had drums to play or something. Maybe he did, but like no, he didn't. No, yeah, (laughs) no plugged in guitars. Yeah, I mean you guys (laughs) rocked the performance, and and the host loved your sweet air kick, and that's why I kind of said earlier how you are arguably the best dancer. In the band, but let's be honest, you're, you're the best, the best dancer, at least that I've seen in the in the in the band. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, I would definitely take pride in that. I know Officer Bradford likes to uh he's got his own moves, and I won't I will not fuck with Officer Bradford's moves, uh mostly because he will probably uh beat me up with his billy club or like uh mace me or something. Uh so yeah. you know, be that as it may. Uh yeah, I will take I will take that too. I I, I appreciate that's probably it, for me that's real important because I definitely work on my dance moves way more than I work on my guitar skills. Oh. Uh, which is why blue is the shredder and I just kind of like barely make it through the rhythm parts. I mean, who would I mean? It, it, you'd rather be a Ninja Turtle rocking the green than Shredder, anyways. So if you have the sweet that's dance right. moves like the Ninja Turtles, I mean, that's 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 a win win in my eyes too. So. 
That's right. And uh, it's funny you bring that up because I was like, I want to be Raphael. And everybody's like, well, Red's the red one, so he will be Raphael. And I'm like, you fuckers don't know shit. I'm green. I look like a Ninja Turtle. I can just wear whatever headband I want and I can be whichever Ninja Turtle I want. So, exactly. yeah, exactly. And I love the Ninja Turtles too, you know, even though that crime fight is supposedly like they say that, but at the same time, it's like, what are they doing for money? Like, I see that movie, they order a pizza and they pay the guy. So, where did that money come from? I get, I mean, I guess people probably lose money in the sewers and stuff, but like, come on, they're beating up ninjas. Like, that's the funny thing about like, People talk about, you know, the, the superhero craze that's happening nowadays with the, all the Marvel movies and whatnot. And it's the same thing with the Ninja Turtles. It's like they're fighting crime, but they're not really fighting crime anymore. They're fighting like their arch enemies and stuff, right? Yeah, like, they're holding a grudge. Yeah, it's more like a grudge match than any kind of real crime fighting. Like, yeah, they're beating up ninjas, but like who? those ninjas are up to some some extreme shit. They're not like, uh, you know, uh, you know, the way Spider-Man started out, like catching bank robbers and stuff. Like that was fucked exactly. up. But, probably uh, stealing you know. pizza. And... Exactly. Yeah, or at so least dumpster diving for it, which is probably also illegal. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. So on MTV, they did a write-up saying that uh, this one time they were telling a story about the time that you were stealing some pizza and out of breath. And they said a dude was just delivering pizza. And this was from Intruder Blue, allegedly. Green and I just ran across the lawn of the place where the pizza was being delivered. Green snapped up the pizza like an alligator, one arm on top and one down below. And you just kept running. So I'm curious, you know, how was the pizza one through 10, kind of like Barstool Sports? And, uh, you know, was was the pizza worth the, the steal, allegedly? Oh, pizza is always worth stealing, allegedly. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, I don't really remember that one too, but I've actually done that a few times. So I'm not sure which specific time Blue was talking about. And I'm also pretty intrigued that MPV was actually talking about us. That's, that's cool. Yeah, I, that's I, I, cool. I didn't know they had anything to do with music anymore. I thought it was just, uh, I don't know, they do reality shows. That's it was a pretty it, right? old article. All right. That's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, it was probably delicious because it's pizza, you know, it's like even shitty pizza. I actually heard somebody talking about that. They ordered shitty pizza recently and it was like, oh, you didn't get the good pizza. No, I got shitty pizza. And they were like, oh, how was it? And it was like, it was delicious. You know, it's like, yeah, there's some good ass gourmet pizzas. There's also this, all the, all this fucking, uh, talk people do about like, Oh, fuck Chicago deep dish because it's like lasagna. And I'm like, yeah, but it's different from lasagna. And I like it. I also like New York pizza. I like fucking frozen pizza. I like fucking uh, whatever, like homemade pizza. Like I make pizza my own bagels. shit. You know, like pizza bags, what not? Like pizza bites, whatever. You know, like it's fucking pizza. It's delicious. Yeah. Like, you know what I pizza don't know. I don't like? I don't love pineapple yeah. on my pizza. I can't do it. That's what that's the big talking point these days. I I fucking like it. I, I'll eat it. I I like it. I gotta say, I know it's weird. I, it's weird for people to like be into it, but I'm into it. I don't know. I've eaten worse things. There's just something about it. I just it, it's just not for me. But now we all know, and and you said it live, so the world will hold it against you. You're you're, you're team pineapple oh, people. Oh yeah, I, I I think I've I've come out of that with that uh before, but like maybe not as in such a public space. So yeah, I'm yeah. definitely pro pineapple on pizza. I, and I do get why people don't like it. Um, the only time I feel like offended by people not liking it is when they're like, oh, that's not like uh, the way pizza was meant, you know, to be like by God or something. And I'm like, well, you know, like the way Italians were making pizza back in the day, they didn't even have fucking tomato sauce. So, uh, you know, like, <laughs> what do you want? What, what, what are you trying to say here, buddy? Um, yeah. You know, I think it's good for things to evolve. You know, there's a lot of these crazy places now, too, who do like, I don't know, they do all sorts of good shit with pizza. There's like brisket, barbecue brisket pizza and yep. stuff. And it's fucking delicious. But that ain't traditional at all. I like all sorts of pizza. I like traditional pizza. I like pineapple on pizza. I like fucking, uh, I don't know, a margarita pizza, which when I got it, I thought it was going to be like, you know, 
lime and tequila on a pizza because that was, what I that was fucked up, but I would drink it and eat it mm-hmm. or whatever you do with that. But then it was just like a normal cheese pizza. And I was like, well, that's good too. Now give me a margarita to drink with it and I'm good to go. Yeah, I've even seen people taking their Thanksgiving leftovers and making Thanksgiving leftover pizzas. I can see that totally. Like it's basically, you know, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, Kyle Kinane, I think, had a good take on uh, it. wasn't pizza, but he was talking about burritos and shit. And it's like how, you know, it's basically just a transport unit for the stuff you want to eat. Because like the best part of a burrito is all the shit inside it, right? Like right. you wrap it up and that's what makes a burrito is the fact that it's wrapped up. A pizza, you know, you got the pizza dough, you put a bunch of shit on it and then it's a pizza, but it's only a pizza because it's on top of the fucking uh, dough. So yeah. uh, it's basically just a way of transporting all that stuff to your mouth and uh, it's delicious. And, and I do, I will acknowledge that like, you know, you, there's different types of uh, dough and some of them are better, some of them are not so good. Um, I will say uh, living here in Germany, uh, <laughs> they don't know how to fucking make any kind of pizza dough here. Uh, it's, real, it's real fucking weird. They don't like to use salt and uh, that's that's just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's weird. I, I, I shouldn't say it's wrong because that's like prejudice or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely like I don't know. You gotta you gotta put salt in, in your dough because that's you what makes to. it taste good, and that's yeah, what gives I, it like a, a certain texture or whatnot, you know. Yeah, and, and being a guy with a beard, to your point, with the pizza and the the shell, the vessel, like it just makes life every like we've we talk about the beard community, how you can put anything on a burrito or a piece of pizza, and it's just easier to eat, so it's not all over. But uh, yeah, so Mass Intruder three. The album artwork. This is a this is a segue from pizza, and, and the reason I'm going with that because you know I, I was born in the '80s, and Masked Intruder Three. The artwork uh, was inspired by some '80s VHS movies, and it's kind of shown throughout the album and kind of that nostalgic theme. So I'm just kind of curious, what were some of your favorite '80s kind of movies or music or anything? Ah uh, shit. Well, for, as far as the '80s goes, um, I was less into. I was really not into pop music in the 80s. Uh, but I was into like, you know, rock and roll music. Like I said, ACDC, Aerosmith. Although, honestly, like the, my favorite Aerosmith stuff kind of happened in the 90s. But like, as far as the 80s goes, I wasn't into the music that was happening that much. Um, I probably would have been because like, you know, not to date myself, but I was like a kid in the 80s. So I, I, uh, I was listening to like, uh, well, I just said I wasn't into pop music, but like, you know, Michael Jackson, which, you know, obviously yeah. I just uh, totally uh, <laughs> call it. Uh, I'm a hypocrite. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, you know, like Michael Jackson's tight and uh, Bruce Springsteen uh, being born in the USA because I was like, hey, I'm born in USA. I, I can relate. All right, yeah. Relatable content. Yeah, yeah. And Courtney Cox shows up, and you're like, "All right." Uh, <laughs> but then, uh, you know, I, you know, I was too, I was pretty young in the '80s, so it's hard to. But like, uh, looking back, I don't know. There's still like not a whole lot of stuff as far as like stuff that was on the radio that I was that into from the '80s. True. Um, I kind of got more into like the '90s stuff. I mean, there was like the hair bands and stuff. And they got some hits or whatnot, but uh, I don't know. I still was never super into that shit either because, like, I, I got into, like, more into, like, the grunge scene when that started happening. I was, like, almost the right age for that. So uh, I was kind of into that more, and that was, like, the anti-hair metal thing. So And it's hard to yeah. grow hair with a mask and, and just have that nice flowing hair like the hair bands That's true. The 80s. You can do it, but, again, it's, like... It's the same thing with the beard. It's not ideal because it's going to get real hot, sweaty, and nobody's going to see it anyway. So it's kind of like, maybe just uh, buzz that shit off and uh, you'll be more comfortable. But yeah, yeah, without the mask, I think long hair is the way to go if you can manage it. Yeah, if you can manage it. I can only grow hair this way, not much gross here. Yeah, well, uh, that that happens in the works. You you can't have the best of both worlds. So uh, as you mentioned, you are on that (laughs) And the people who do do it, man. 
they do it well. They pretty much Vikings. They do it too. Vikings. So, so, so you mentioned earlier you're you're part of Fat Wreck, and on their website, when you guys go to Mass Intruders, feel free to check that out. You have been described on the website as weird, kind of arty, fairly goofy, vaguely dumb, relentlessly smart, and they appeal to pretty much everyone from their fellow hardened criminals to little girls and everyone in between. So I want to give you a chance to either agree with how they describe you, or maybe you can even describe you and the band in your own words. I mean, I guess that sounds pretty accurate, except for the smart part. I don't know where that's coming from. I never have heard that before. Uh, I think they're just trying to like, uh, kind of like cover all bases with that one. Like, you know, yeah. they, they call us uh, all these things, and then they're like, "Oh, but they're smart. Trust me." And then people listen to it, and they're like, "Well, they're not." But oh, whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think that's a good description of our band. I guess um, you know, we just like singing about crime and uh, you know, trying to impress ladies and stuff, uh, and uh, you know. We're a lot better at crying than we are at oppressing ladies, as it turns out. Uh, and we're not even that good at crime. So, uh, you know. Well, you know, you can't be good at everything. That's what they say. I mean, well, uh, so, so you can't from... be good at nothing. Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. And that's that's why you guys are relentlessly smart, as described by Fat Rack with, the, with that. So you guys are from Madison, Wisconsin. And according to TripAdvisor. The top 12 things to do in Madison, Wisconsin are pretty much three things. Scavenger hunts, like a lot of them, ghost really? tours, and private transfers. So it's no surprise that you guys would commit crimes because it doesn't appear there's a lot of things to do on there. So if you are writing or you are recommending for people in Madison, Wisconsin, in your words, what would you kind of describe some of the better things to do there than scavenger hunts? Lots of them, ghost tours, and then these these private transfers. You know, apparently it's a big thing there to get just privately transferred in Madison, Wisconsin. What is a private transfer? Like you call an Uber or something? Like you call some kind of service, whether you're from an airport or whatever. I guess it's a glorified way of calling like an Uber or a taxi. But yeah, it's 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 done privately. I that's that's what TripAdvisor had. I think TripAdvisor needs to get on their shit. Uh, there is. <laughs> There is a big ghost tour uh, thing in in in, in uh, Madison. I do know that. Um, I yep. see them around a lot. There's like a whole industry going on there, which is weird to me because I never like thought it was that haunted. But you know, like every every fucking city with uh, you know that's been around a while has got some haunted shit going on. Yep. Um, and uh, but but I will say like scavenger hunts. That, that shit is fun, especially because like you can organize a scavenger hunt. And then you just get like people to like split up and like try to like cover more ground that way. And then you can find them and you just be like, all right, dude, uh, well, I'm on a scavenger hunt too. Uh, and it's for money. So give me all your fucking money or you're probably not going to make it back to the uh, party with for, to for the rest of the scavenger hunt. You know, allegedly, you could do that, maybe. Allegedly. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess uh, robbing people is a nice pastime to do in Madison. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as I know, actually, I'm surprised they didn't mention protesting because that's always a thing that's going on down there uh, ever since like, well, forever, as far as I know. You know, the, th- the funny thing about like, uh, you know, not to get all political here, but like Wisconsin uh, in, you know, Madison's like the capital city. So like everybody's like focused on politics even before like the last uh, decade or whatever. And uh you know, it's like where uh, Joe McCarthy came from, who was all like, oh, you're a socialist. Fucking shoot that guy. <laughs> but it's also where the uh, Progressive Party was created. So it's like all sorts of weird, like, topsy-turvy stuff going on there. Um, but because of that, I think there's a lot of, like, people who like to protest and stuff. Anytime anything happens, it's like you got people on the right protesting, people on the left protesting. They just love to fucking carry signs and yell at each other. So uh, that's the thing you see pretty often. Um, and I would say, you know, because it's it's a Wisconsin city, uh, people just like to drink and party. Yeah, it's also a college cheese. town, so it's good for that, too. Eating cheese is great, too. Yeah. Yeah, also and it's that. a good combo. When you drink too much, you should eat a little bit of cheese. It kind of regulates you a little bit. It's perfect. I mean, uh, you know, uh, deep fried cheese curds, uh, 
Some people like them more than regular cheese curds. I, I go back and forth. I, when I discovered deep fried cheese curds, I was like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm going to eat the shit out of them. And then I eventually I got sick of them, kind of. And I was like, just give me regular cheese curds, please. Yeah. And I just started eating them again. Can you imagine oh, all these people stuff. in the southern states that, like, when they, they have their poutines, they don't even get cheese curd on it? They just have regular, like, mozzarella or some <laughs> shit? That's fucked up. Um, right. I've actually talked about this uh, with, uh, like, people from Canada because I get a lot of can- Canadian bands that I interview on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, how nobody in America does uh, poutine right. It's fucking weird. Um I mean, you might know somebody that does that I don't know of, but like every time you get it here, it's like, yeah, they might use cheese curds in Wisconsin, but I guarantee they ain't doing the gravy right. It's like, it doesn't have that tanginess to it. They're always like, oh, it's going to be like turkey gravy. And I'm like, that's not the one you want. No. Nope. You want like a weird red wine gravy or something. I don't know what they do. It's just <laughs> See, I'm thankful. I live on yeah. a border town, so I'm right on yeah. the border of Canada and New York. So, yeah, we, we have a couple of places that do poutine right. It's almost like they're insulted because a lot of the Canadians, <laughs> when they're allowed to come over, when they come over, like, they can't walk into a restaurant, order some poutine, be like, what the hell is this? This is American poutine. And I feel like there were just too many people coming over. So uh, so Matt had a question for you and says, what is Intruder? He's apparently busy. He's bartending right now. Don't tell his boss. He wanted to know what oh, you were right. drinking. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, like I said, I will say that I'm I'm in Germany right now. And, uh, you know, like it's an undisclosed location in Germany. We'll get, that's the closest yeah. I'll, I'll get. But uh, clearly it's, it's, called, a, it's a storage uh, shed. Can you see that? Mm, yes. Uh, I, store short beer, short beer. Uh, I can't read. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> it's called uh, Stortebaker, and uh, it's a German oh, beer. It's it's a <laughs> well. Apparently, uh, Stortebaker is like the last name of some pirate or something who was like. But he was kind of. I don't know. I might be making this up, but I think he was kind of <laughs> like a Robin Hood type pirate, like Robin Hood the Rich and the other dude the poor and stuff. No uh, shit. But, yeah, I guess. But he was like from like the North Sea or whatever. Which is like oh. at the top of Germany. <laughs> yeah, that's from the North Sea. I'll tell you what. Could you imagine if it was the South Sea, but he was from the North Side? That's a whole that's, other pirate yeah, fight. Yeah. Then, then you're like, oh fuck you, stealing from the rich people. They're my rich people. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, uh, it's delicious beer, and this one specifically, they make a bunch of different ones. And the reason I'm drinking it, honestly, is because over here they make some really good beer in Germany, but. They only got one flavor, and it's Pilsner's. It's 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 like this Pilsner. In fact, the best Pilsner I have over here isn't even from Germany. It's from uh, Czech Republic. Uh, uh, but do you know that Miller Lite is a fine Pilsner? That is true. It is mm-hmm. a very fine Pilsner, and that's honestly basically what their beers here taste like. It's like a light beer. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry beer. about your luck. Hey, you know, whatever. Uh, they're a little bit better than Miller Lite, but whatever. Uh uh, this stuff is delicious, though, and it's like, uh, you know, it, it's kind of the same way some states in the United States used to be before Prohibition, where, like, every uh, small town or whatever had had a brewery. Yep. And so you would have a beer that was just named after the town and named after a family in the town or whatever. And uh, Germany's still like that. Like, every, every fucking region has a beer. Um, so this one's from the north, and uh, they make a bunch of different ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's from the German. You don't want to have a pirate fight break out in the middle of a pandemic. That would just That's be a right. nightmare. That's right. Um, so we, so I read in, I read a couple articles on a show I was doing the other day, and I don't know what the hell is going on over. I know I say UK, but it's more or less Europe. And you know how when you're over in the states and you're just like UK, it must be close to Germany. And you know the pizza from Italy, you you just don't get a concept. Kind of like when right. people, when I tell people over, you know, there that I'm from New York, they're like, oh, I love New York City. It's like cool. I'm eight hours north of New York City. But yeah. there was all these articles of people marrying like roller coasters. And and uh, and there was somebody that married a tree. Then there was somebody that married a pirate ghost that she swore was the uh, the pirate from uh, that was based on the pirate of the Caribbeans, Jack Sparrow or something like that. So it's just some weird shit over there. Have you experienced anybody? You know, and a lot of people over there are marrying themselves. 
Like, have, have you had to see any of that over there? Yeah, no, there was a lot I, of articles. That's fucking weird. Uh, yeah. Germany is saying. Uh, well, in the UK and Scotland and in in oh, Europe. Oh, right. Yeah, Not yeah, yeah. All right. Germany. I see what you're saying. I mean, the UK is kind of a fucked up place. Uh, so I can see it happening there. Yeah, it's real fucked up. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the Germans, they're real straightforward about everything. I think, uh, you know, they might... They might have like a gay marriage in Germany. I'm not even sure about that actually because I don't know. It's just weird. But uh, but as far as like marrying inanimate objects and shit like that, uh, or marrying yourself, like I can see why you would want to do that for like legal reasons or whatnot. <laughs> but uh, or illegal reasons. <laughs> so if you married yourself, you divorced yourself, do you get twenty percent? Of of your own paycheck, so you make one hundred and twenty percent now. Well, that's the question, and then you could get a lawyer to say, like, well, he doesn't make enough money to pay alimony to himself, so he needs the government to pitch in. All right, nice. So, so, uh, so my dude Joe here, he says yeah. y'all are drinking way too slow. And that's true. You probably I don't know Joe, but this is this is Joe Myers eighty six, and what he does. On, uh, on one of the shows is he is pretty much an advocate or a spokesperson for a company called Drunk Engineers out of Canada, which is oh, a cool shit. name, right? They invented yeah, a tool well, yeah. called the Pump Action Shotgun Tool. And this wasn't planned or rehearsed. Uh, so what this thing is, and it's pretty cool, and if you want one, I'll, I'll have them send you one. So you take this, right? And it's a cool way yeah. to shotgun a beer. Like the pump action, you kind of give it one of these. Then you push oh, it yeah. forward. You spin the tool, and I can't do it nearly as good as Joe. Oh shit! Right. So then, if you don't, if you're not ready to shotgun it, you just kind of wait for a minute, and then I, I'm going to do one for you. And I'm not a, I'm not a professional, you know, beer shotgunner like Joe. But then you just kind of do one of these, and and then you're done. Hell yeah! That's a good so, way to go. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little tool. And uh, like I said, it's some of them Canadian big brains. They've had so much poutine yeah. that they're like, we need to come up with a way to drink beer faster. And I think. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that, I love it. I think that's a great invention. Uh, you know, because like shotgun and beers is a lot of fun, uh, especially if you're just like in an awkward party or something. And you're like, all right, let's kick this shit into fucking the next gear and you yep. get people shotgun it. But the problem is, uh, if you get a lot of like uh, people who just ain't good at it, uh, or you ain't got, you know, you don't necessarily want a bunch of drunk people messing around with knives, stabbing a can, or uh, you try to use the keys and it's just like just explodes, a mess. and you, you only drink half the beer then, you know, because the rest of yep. it just exploded everywhere. So that is a great invention. I endorse it a hundred percent, and I would love to get one for free. And yeah. well, it goes on my podcast. I know I'm yeah. so it might uh, take some doing, but I'll, we'll figure that out. That'll we'll be figure that out, and I'll even see you know because they are pretty cool dudes. Yes, they're gray, but what I'll say is, like, listen, Intruder Green, he needs a green one, but if not, he'll take a gray one for free. We'll make it happen. If any of the guys from Drunk <laughs> Engineers are watching this, um, well, we'll make this happen, and uh, just just send me a PO box if they have them over there. Where you want it sent, we'll get you. Uh, we'll get you a pump action shotgun tool. Hell from, yeah. uh, awesome. junk engineers and if anybody you you guys are watching the show you guys should check it out you can use promo code whatever which what's yours joe put it in the chat you could use you beard go. laws it probably doesn't work so just pay full price whatever I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so what do you uh, what you got going there a little uh this one's called don papa oh. and uh so my whole thing was like with the with the lack of like lots of different flavors of beer over here, I was like, well, hard booze is also good, and mm-hmm. uh, everybody's like all into whiskey, you know, in the punk scene. I think you guys talk a lot about whiskey on your show, yeah. uh, at least a little bit. Well, um, yeah. and I I like whiskey, but it's not necessarily my go to. Uh, I've always been like more of a rum guy. Okay, And uh, I don't know if there's just like a big renaissance with rum lately, but there seems to be a lot of like new stuff going on. I know Ron Jeremy's got a fucking rum that uh, isn't very good, but, you know, it's selling. So isn't that Uh, ironic? We know Ron Jeremy endorses something that makes things not get 
you know, with the with the or maybe with rum, you don't get whiskey dick. Is that true? Oh, there you go. I mean, I don't know, but the branding <laughs> was great. He called it Ron the Jeremy because in uh in a lot of other languages, rum is actually like Ron. It's like yeah, R-O-N, whatever. But uh this stuff is some delicious rum from uh the Philippines. Okay. And uh, you know, it's just a spice rum, it's pretty delicious, like I don't know, between 40 and 50 bucks. So it's not cheap, but it's uh it's good stuff, you know. It's a sip. Oh, absolutely. Rum. Yeah. See, for me, I try to stay away from anything that rhymes with dumb. So I I definitely stay away <laughs> from, from the rum. So it's just well, it's... yeah. I mean, I try to do that too, but I can't stay away from myself. So I gotta, you know, at a certain point, I'm just like, whatever, it tastes good. Yeah, so so obviously we we mentioned earlier in the podcast that you know after some shows and I I've been fortunate enough to see this that you or maybe you and Officer Bradford you guys would DJ some shows at some venues. So just kind of curious, you know, how that come about, and uh, you know what is what is kind of one of the songs that you go to maybe one of your DJ sets that just kind of gets the people going. Oh, hmm. Well, uh, it basically started. Because uh, we wanted to make more money. And, uh, you know. Relentlessly uh, smart. That's uh, basically the whole point of doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, also, like, well, it wasn't just that. I shouldn't say we wanted to make more money because we could have got jobs or something. But we were like, I want to okay. make more money, but I don't want to have to try very hard to do it. So a good answer was, like, we're in these uh, fucking... Uh, Different cities every night. We play a show. It's done early because they're all ages or whatever. And then it's like, we're going to party after that. So why not, like, throw a party and, like, get paid to fucking play music at it? It's uh, a win-win. Yeah. And uh, because we knew we are going to, like, you know, have some drinks after the show or whatever, hang out with some fans or whatever. And, uh, you know, why not make it more like an event? Um, so that's kind of just the, was the idea. And then we did it a couple of times on a tour. And then like the next tour, like, all right, we're going to book a bunch of them. And then that turned into a terrible idea because <laughs> it's one thing to do it every like every like week or something. But like when you're doing it every night, <laughs> it's suddenly yeah, that, it's that's like, a couple oh, extra shit. hours already yeah. on, added on. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And plus, you got to like drink the whole time because like what else are you going to do? You're on fumes at this point. You got to fucking just keep it going. Uh, and then it, you just get exhausted. But uh, it was still a fun experience. And uh, we still do it. You know, like we both do DJ gigs every now and then uh, just at a, a lesser rate, especially because nobody's fucking touring these days. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, as far as like the music goes, you know, uh, we would always try to play a good mix of punk rock and, uh, you know, like, uh, like cheesy pop music, I guess would be the best way to put it. And I don't know, it wasn't necessarily the one that got people going, but we would always close it out with uh, Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. <laughs> nice. And it was a great thing to do because, like, lots of times these fucking after parties would be in the middle of the week and we'd just be like, all right, now let's remind everybody that they got to wake up in three <laughs> hours and go to work. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for getting drunk and supporting locally. But now you got to go home and get up for work. And we get to jump into a bus and drive to the next location. So that's thanks. right. Thanks for that. Um, it, it, it was funny. One of the one of the last shows that I saw before the pandemic, you guys were up in Ottawa, and uh, me and me and a buddy walked in, and he kind of like well, the first person we naturally see is Officer Bradford bellied up to the bar, and oh, he yeah. kind of had that like little bit of a fangirl moment, and we just we were just kind of hanging out. And one of the specials, and, and as you mentioned earlier, the whiskey and PBR seem to go hand in hand with punk rock for whatever reason. So the special was Jameson and PBR, but one of the specials that they had for shots was called the Tom Selleck. And we were like, dude, we got to buy you a Tom Selleck. And, that's <laughs> yeah, mustache. and he's like, I've been yeah. staring at that friggin' menu all night thinking who's going to buy me one. And he looked at me like, <laughs> I guess it's you idiots or something like that. And I was like, no, oh, that's yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. But uh, no, that, that was a good time. So, so obviously 
speaking of that, Ottawa, it was a very small venue. You've played some great small venues, big venues, indoor, outdoor. Is there one or a couple of them that just kind of always pop in your head like, that was a cool venue, that was a good show? Oh, man, yeah. There's a lot of them, actually. I mean, there's like, you know, there's there's such a range, too. It's like a a fucking spectrum where it's like that venue is amazing because of how shitty it is. That venue is amazing because uh, the sound is just great. That venue is amazing because, like, everything is great. Um, You know, uh, fuck, what sticks out of my mind? I guess, like, uh, what is it? The uh, the, uh, fucking, uh, the Shredder in uh, Boise is, uh, is, is an interesting place. Uh, I'm not going to say it's like a great venue, but I love the theme of the place uh, because it actually harkens back to fucking Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, so basically this, this club, it's like a, it seems like kind of like a youth center type of all ages club, mm-hmm. uh, but they do sell booze there. So uh, it can't be that, or maybe it is. Maybe they're just like cool with it there. I don't know. Maybe boys I don't know. Money's money, right? Instead school. of stealing it, just sell sell the booze to the kids, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> hey, right. It's like, Idaho. You gotta draw the line somewhere, right? All right. But uh basically it's like you know that scene in the Ninja Turtles movie where they're like going into the Foot Clan headquarters and there's all these like teenagers hanging out and they're like all <laughs> lost youth and they're like, Oh shit, I didn't discover punk rock, but I discovered these ninjas and they want to take me in. And they're like, got all these fucking video games. And they're like, got any cigarettes? And he's like, regular or menthol? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, this this club is like themed after that. They got the video games. They got a skate ramp and all that stuff going on. Um, and then they got a stage. And the stage is eh, not the best. The sound system. Uh, I think the sound system is fine, but it's like a big concrete room. So... It's, you know, they're doing what they can, yeah. but uh, we it's a cool place for sure. Um, and uh, it's not necessarily my favorite place either. That's a, that's a hard one to think about. That's just one that sticks out of my Stick mind. Out. Joe so says good. he's been to the shredder. The owner is a great person. Yeah, I believe that. I don't know if we've met the owner. We've met like a lot of people who work there and we probably met the owner, but just didn't realize they were the owner. But, I mean, uh, if you yeah. say the owner is a great person, doesn't that kind of come off like, they're a great person, but they're kind of an asshole or something. Like, it just seems like it's not as, as formal. Like, oh, they're a great person. Yeah, yeah. Like, inside, deep down inside, they're a great person. So Somewhere don't judge them on what you actually know about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you guys played uh, Club 27 in Ottawa, like, that that oh. venue is pretty cool. And the reason that I oh. like it is, one, it's, it's 45 minutes from my house, which is awesome. And, two... You know what I mean? It, it must be interesting for you guys because you go from a bigger venue in, in, in the Toronto or Montreal or vice versa, but it's just in that old district and it's a very small venue because we saw Strung Out there before the pandemic and the stage is so small that they couldn't even fit all their band members on it. So a couple of them had to sit out, you know, wow. and uh, downstairs they have the whole black light with, you know, which is a weird thing to put near bathrooms, black lights, but they have the artwork and stuff. But it was, oh. uh, it's, it's very, very, I'm you know, trying very to remember that place. <clears throat> it was between probably, oh. it was between your Montreal, Toronto. So it's probably hard to remember as it is, but yeah. it's a, it's, it's, it's a cool little venue and um, yeah, just, just a cool place. I miss going over there and, and being able to go to Canada because now you have to, you know, present cards and make sure you're vaccinated which you know which i am thinking you know but it's just a whole process and you have to get tested before and after 72 it's too much math for me i'm not relentlessly smart like messengers (laughs) you can't just hop out of the van and be like hey i'm just going to see the falls and as soon as they're not looking you fucking book it yeah yeah you you can't Uh, yeah you, you can't do that well, anyway, uh, I would say as far as Canada goes, I mean, there's so many good venues in Canada, too. But uh, the one one that sticks out, and again, it's like, is it the best venue? Maybe not, but it sticks out, is uh, now that's class in uh, New London. Uh, okay. We've had a lot of good times there. Uh, and, you know, honestly, like, uh, some of the places are just, like, great because uh, people just uh, a good crew and they treat us well and we have a good time. Um, actually, uh, in Asbury Park, 
Uh, the place is not the same anymore. I don't even know if it exists anymore. Uh, but when we started playing uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey, okay. uh, uh, it was the, the lanes. Everybody knew Asbury Lanes was like this, uh, I don't know what you could call it legendary, but it was definitely like an old punk rock club that uh, everybody uh, would play. All the punk bands played there. And uh, you basically played on a stage. Woo. Wow. Uh, nice snatch. Good catch, too. You basically played on a stage. Yeah. Who's drinking who's phone now? But, uh, <laughs> you, you played on a stage in the middle of the, the, the bowling lanes because it was a bo actual bowling alley. No shit. Um, and they would just shut down the middle lanes and put the stage up. Or maybe the stage was always there. Uh, Either way, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, it was a great place. It was like a super vintage uh, place, too. Like, the bowling alley itself was, like, old school. Like, all the shit was probably from, like, the 60s and 70s. And, uh, you know, uh, probably needed a new paint job and stuff. But, yeah, you know, like, punk rock's tough. And uh, they, they ended up having to sell it. I think uh, uh, somebody from the Bouncing Souls was, like, uh, somehow involved with it totally. Like, really? No shit. That's pretty a cool. Co-owner so, or something like that. Yeah. But so they you, sold it. They had to sell it. Now it's it's totally different. They're like uh, got rid of all the cool shit and it's lame now. So now we go to the Stone Pony when we're in Asbury Park. And Stone Pony's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a good yeah. time. So yeah. so obviously you've put you you've played different states, different countries. Do you notice kind of a difference in you know what I mean the shows or the the punk fans? I, I guess from different countries, you know what I mean? Is there like a couple, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You go from the States to Canada to, to Europe or any, you know, in places like that, do you notice a huge difference or are they all kind of, and this is me asking and just wondering because I've, I haven't had the pleasure of traveling to too many other different countries, you know? Yeah. I mean, people are just different in different countries, you know, like uh, I think that the one thing that actually makes them uh, kind of the same is that they're in the punk rock. Yep. So uh, they got that going for them. But yeah, when you go to fucking, uh, you know, the Midwest, especially like the Southern Midwest, things get real seedy and like weird. Um, yeah. And like, I can see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> the show may or may not happen. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> you know, but actually some of those shows are the greatest too. Like, uh, you know, we, we we play in Wyoming with the with the bottle rocket those last time we were there, I think. Uh and uh actually I don't think we even played with Bottle Rocket. I think we played with one of the other bands that one of the dudes was in, uh, because we were headlining and we can't headline over Bottle Rocket because they're way bigger than us or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh yeah, why in Wyoming it's like the smallest population state in America. And there's which, some good punk rock there. Yeah, but I was surprised to know that it wasn't New Mexico because every time we go to New Mexico, I'm like, why are we here? <laughs> Not really, because uh, there's plenty of cool people in New Mexico and uh, we we definitely fucking uh, like to fucking meet them and play shows for them. But there's just like so few people coming out to shows there. They're like, I feel bad for the people that are there because I'm like, you guys don't have much as far as punk rock goes. I mean, I'm sure they got other cultural stuff going on, but it's like, man, as far as punk rock goes, you have a very small scene and it, it doesn't seem like there's a place for it to grow as much as when yeah. you're in like uh, some of these other Midwestern towns, like anywhere in Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, or Minnesota, they've always got stuff going on. Anyway. Uh, yeah. You know, this, this, everybody's different. Um, Oh, for sure. And, and that's one of the cool things to like find out. And I think that uh, people can really benefit from, uh, you know, it's funny because people are always like, you know, artists want to express their opinions about like politics or whatever, whatnot. And it's like, people are like, oh, he's just a fucking, uh, you know, loser who got lucky because he knows how to play guitar. Like, why do I care what he thinks? But it's like a lot of these people actually have like seen the world and fucking like, you know, know what different people are like. So they do kind of have like a certain uh, perspective that's a little different from like Joe Blow, who never left, who never left his hometown. You know. Yeah. Um, so in that aspect, I think uh, it's real good, 
and you know being able to see the world it's like yeah she, people are different for sure and uh there's always like you know we focus on the good stuff there's always like good qualities like good qualities the energy is still probably there yeah it was just something you know that I, that i've seen in 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 you know seeing shows in the states seeing show in canada i notice you know certain places that i go in the states the kind of the punk energy in in the crowd is a little bit different than in canada which whatever but uh, we're we're approaching the hour i'm going to ask you one more question right. then we'll let you get out of there so one thing that i'm just curious if you could pick and I know this is, again, the whole scenario where if you have multiple kids, you can't pick, you know, we'll just one of the favorite. But I'm curious, if, if you could pick two other bands or three other bands, whatever, we'll say two other bands that you could tour with, who would they be in which order would you want them to be? And the reason that it triggered me when you said something about the Bottle Rockets that you can't play under them. But in this scenario, you know, maybe you pick them, but you get to be after them because this is your scenario. And I'm just I'm just curious, you know, if there's a couple of bands that you'd like to tour and play with. Who would they be and which order would uh, like, who would you like to open and, and, and I'll let you go. Oh man. Two bands. I guess maybe I would bring it back. Well, no, that's a tough question because there's so many bands that I would like to tour with, like that we toured with before. Yeah. Just because they're like great people and great bands. And I want oh, for sure. And this isn't to again. offend or hurt anybody. I, you know, no, no, just... no, no. I'm not even worried about that. Uh, no, to me, to me, it's, <laughs> I love offending people. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but it's more like uh, I think I would choose like Green Day and ACDC, and then we play last. Hell yeah! Because that means that we're headlining over Green Day and ACDC, and most importantly, it means that we get paid more. Yeah, ACDC Green Day. Right. Yeah, you're gonna get everybody there just with the three of you. Yeah, and and you, yeah, no, that's good. Oh yeah, we'll soak up some of their fans too that way. Absolutely, Intruder Green with Green Day. No, that's amazing. So, obviously, guys, make sure you check out Intruder Green. He's got his own podcast. You guys can check him out on IntruderGreenPodcast.libsny.com, which the links are all in the description. Well, you know, Pretty sure you guys should check him out on Twitter, Instagram, IntruderGreen.com. So. At the end of the show, I just like to give an opportunity. I'm going to put you on the big screen, so don't be nervous or anything like that. But just tell everybody what you have going on, where they can find you, and whatever else you want to talk about. If you want to do it in 30 seconds or 30 minutes, it's your time to shine. It's just a little thank you of taking some time out of your busy day. So uh, solo layout now. All right. Well, it's actually, now I just want to say, because you did mention it, Pyramid Scheme was a tight club that we once played at as well. Uh uh, as far as me, you can find all Intruder Green stuff at intrudergreen.com. Um, just put it in your web browser, whatever you use, Firefox or like Yahoo or whatever. I don't know. Maybe there's some other ones. Um, put that in there. You're gonna find you're gonna find a link to where you can listen to my podcast. Uh, you're gonna find a link to the band page. You're gonna find a link to my merch store which doesn't really matter to, too much to people in the States because it's a European merch store. You can still buy stuff from there if you're in the States, but you're going to pay a shitload of money for the, like, uh, the shipping. So uh, I will sell it to you, though, if you want to buy it. You know, it's up to you. Uh, you know, uh, that's, uh, that's the main stuff I got going on. And then, uh, you know, obviously I'm on the social medias. You just find it true to green anywhere. It's always just in true to green. Maybe with the at symbol before it or whatever. Um, so that's cool. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, we don't got no plans for the band anytime soon that I'm aware of. Uh, there might be some stuff going on with the emails and, like, the other dudes ain't telling me about it. And uh, then they'll be like, hey, Green, you ready for tour? And I'll be like, what are you talking about? And they'll be like, ain't you been checking the emails? And I'll be like, I will, no, I, I don't fucking uh, do email. I'm a... I'm a you know, I got my cell phone. You can call me if you want to. And they're like, no, dude, we'll go down to it tomorrow. And I'll be like, okay, I got to let all the people know. But you'll find out if you focus, follow me on social media. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I even do TikTok. But I don't really know what to do with TikTok. So, uh, still trying to figure that one out. I also do the YouTube. Um, trying, to, trying to do more content stuff. I do some cooking show stuff which is fun, but uh, it's also time-consuming. 
and uh, I don't got that much time these days. I know everybody's got time right, with the fucking, uh, you know, COVID going on and everything, but I don't. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Thanks for having me on. Hell yeah, I appreciate it. No, seriously, guys, check them out all over. If you need any TikTok advice, let me know. I know people who know people who do much better at TikTok than than most. I'm gonna hit you up. I'm gonna hit you up about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 do the thing. But either way, I can't thank you enough for taking some time out of your busy schedule. Glad things are good. And again, follow them on all the social media. And uh, that that's all I got for you guys. So I'm gonna hit the uh, I'm gonna hit the outro. Thank you guys very much. This is uh, Beard Laws episode 111. Interview with Intruder Green of Mast Intruder. This has been a fantastic time. And again, we'll see you guys next time. And again, thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh, it's outro time. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye.